0: Hey, beer nerds, and welcome to the podcast. Today is Tuesday, April 26, 2016. We are on episode eight, eight breweries down, many more to go. Uh, Before we get started over in Evansville at Tin Man, I wanted to take a moment as always to thank you all for listening and subscribing on iTunes and rating us. It sincerely goes a very long way in helping me grow and to attract more breweries. If you know a brewery, or if you are a brewery with an interesting origin story, uh, or you think that you are just interesting, I'd like to know about it. Feel free to tweet me at MolarMD. Uh, maybe, uh, Maybe I'll share your story. Now, before we begin, I would like to apologize for some background noise in the following interview. But hey, uh, I never claim to be a professional in any of this. Um, but this does give me a good opportunity to say that you know, if you happen to have any expertise in, in audacity or or um, editing at all, I'd be happy to take that advice. All right, now we're going to be going west on uh, westbound on sixty four. We're going to Evansville, Indiana. We're speaking with Nick Davidson. He is the uh, founder of Tin Man. Nick, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Doing well. Uh, hey, so when I I first think Tin Man, I'm thinking that you must be, like, a giant Wizard of Oz fan or something like that. Would that be accurate? Um, no,
1: uh, it actually, um, comes from, uh, my love of robots. Um, uh, growing up I had, uh, you know, I, I, I was the kid that always got a robot for Christmas, like, you know, a wind-up toy or, or whatever, um. And uh, you know when I was little I, I wanted to grow up and, and do robotics and uh, kind of figured out that you needed to be pretty smart to do that <laughs> um, so uh, uh, brewing became my calling later on but I, I still uh, wanted to bring that robot part to, uh, to brewing so. Um, did, uh,
0: did you ever it, do like a robotic competitions in middle school or high school or anything?
1: No, we didn't really have that uh, in my high school, so... Um, no, I, I, I remember watching, uh, like, BattleBots on TV, stuff like that. Um, when I was little, I took, uh, like, a Intro to Robotics class, and uh, but, I mean, that was the level of, like, I think my robot was, um, you know, some toilet paper tubes taped <laughs> together and, you know... It was just kind of an introductory thing, but that's as far as I got in robotics. But, right on. Uh, but no, the, the Tin Man was uh, actually more of a reference to the 1950s, uh, you know, wind-up robot toys. Okay.
0: Excellent. Um, okay, so, so you started the brewery um, in, in Evansville. You're from Evansville. Is that why, why you opened there? Um, yeah,
1: so... Um, I, uh, I grew up in Evansville um, I was actually born in, in Skokie, Illinois which is real close to Chicago but didn't live there like uh, not long after I was born we moved uh, back to Evansville that's where my uh, both my parents are from um, so I grew up here uh, and I think like a, a lot of kids that get out of high school um, they move away so uh, I went to college in Chicago um, and then uh, after I graduated college, uh, I moved to Indianapolis and uh, opened a bar and restaurant uh, there, um, and lived there for uh, I think it was about seven years. Um, but while I was there, I met my wife, and uh, we had a child, and uh, we missed our family and wanted him to be raised close to family, so moved back to Evansville. And um, you know, while I had been in Annapolis, I had uh, really kind of seen the um, the craft beer scene take off there, um, and when I came back, uh, Evansville was was definitely missing that. Um, so, uh, you know, I've been a home brewer uh for a very long time, and when I came back, uh, we used to have a brewery here in Evansville um, called Sterling, hmm, yeah, and uh, that that had shut down, and they uh. I, it, closed in 97 and I, they actually tore it down, uh, I can't remember when, sometime in the uh, 2000s um, and it was, it was weird when I came back and, you know, I had driven by that massive brewery for, you know, all my life and it was just gone um, and, you know, when I came back I just, I, I wanted to see that culture of craft beer take off here and, and I wanted to, you know, open a brewery in my hometown so so, uh, b- besides
0: um, why it happened. besides Sterling, I mean, it, Evansville really wasn't historically a, a beer city at all? I mean, it's, it's slightly uh, d- Germanic, isn't it? No, it was It was
1: historically a, a beer city. Sterling was massive. It was one oh, yeah. of the biggest in the United States. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but at one time we had, I mean, before Prohibition, we had tons of breweries here in Evansville. Um, I, I, uh, Evansville is Made up of a lot of German heritage, and, and there were tons of breweries here. Um, uh, the Evansville Brewing Association was formed out of uh, Cooks Brewery, and, and you know, and some of the, some of the other that, that were sort of mid-sized um, early on, and then that eventually all became Sterling. But we had, you know, I think there were five breweries that formed uh, the Evansville Brewer- Brewing Association, um, and that was a long, long time ago, but yeah, sure. Evansville actually had a brewing history.
0: Okay, and then you kind of brought it back a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I wasn't the first one, uh, Taroni's here in Evansville, um, opened, I believe, in 97, they just had a big anniversary, hmm. um, they, and they're a brew pub, uh, but Evansville hadn't had a production brewery in a, in a long time, um, so we were Evansville's first production burrito, but okay, um, since Sterling
0: closed, can um can, can you describe your building? Is it something that you all built yourselves for the facility, or was it already there?
1: Uh, no, this building is uh, like a hundred and twenty years old. I think hmm. um, it's it's been a, a building here on Franklin Street for a very long time. Um, it's been so many different things over the years. Um, I think when when it started out, it was a uh, there was a, a train station across the street, um, and a lot of the uh, engineers and, and people that worked on the train uh, would come across the street to this building, and it was a, a boarding house, so they would stay here and sleep. Um, you can actually see on the third floor uh, there's some fire damage that happened uh, a while after, but you can see like where the old um, side of the building and stuff like that uh, but then it was a uh, it was like a oh a liquor store at one time it was a saloon at one time um, so it, it has some actual beer history to it to it as well uh, but while I was growing up it was a uh, it was a pawn shop hmm. and that's kind of how I remember it and then uh, and then it just sat empty for a while and, um, we scooped it up and and uh, turned into what it is now.
0: Yeah, uh, you were also one of the first to use a mash filter in, in your system. Can, can you explain the significance of that?
1: Yeah. So, uh, in my personal life, I uh, I try to be um, as environmentally conscious as I can. Um, when when we went to open the brewery, um, I I didn't feel like you know it was good a good thing to be that way in my personal life and not carry that over to the, to the brewery I was opening. So, uh, we, we started looking at, um, at just more environmentally friendly, uh, brewing practices and, uh, mash filters have been used, um, by the big breweries for, for a while. Um, you know, I, I've seen one, uh, when I was in Colorado, um, at Coors, uh, that's, you know, probably as long as my brewery is sure. um but uh we were the third in uh the united states uh to use one in the craft beer size uh, so you know like a shrunken down version um but the, the reason why we use it is uh um it you get a higher efficiency out of it so you can use less grain uh you use less water in the process um and less energy, um, so it's better for the environment. But it also you can brew on it very quickly, um, so we can crank out three brews uh, in a in about an eight hour period. Hmm. So like a normal workday.
0: Okay. Um, now you you mentioned that you, you were very much into robotics earlier, and that kind of carries into the to the beers that you're making. But the names can you uh, can you give us some of the names that you've made, or some of the beers names that you've created?
1: Um, so the, the core lineup, uh, when we first opened, um, we kind of named after, uh, parts of a robot. So, um, or, or things you would find on a robot. Uh, our Bohemian Pilsner is called Circuit. Um, our Irish Red is, Red is called Rivet. Um, Alloy, uh, is our Pale Ale. Um, we have, uh, an Irish Dry Stout that we do in the, um, in the tasting room um, that's called Dry Cell. Uh, so they were all kind of envisioned as being parts uh, that make up a robot.
0: Okay. Now, did you also watch a lot of Star Trek when you were growing up? Because I know you've also done a special project uh, with that. Have you not?
1: Yeah, so uh, when, um, when Star Trek came to us, uh, it was hard to pass that opportunity <laughs> up because um, we're all kind of nerds back here in the brewery um, I was more of a Star Wars guy uh, but my wife is a humongous Star Trek fan so um, but I, but which, I really uh, which
0: which series what's that what, uh, which series of Star Trek
1: oh uh, she is um, original series oh okay um, yeah she grew up watching it with her dad her dad's a humongous uh, Star Trek fan as well so uh, <laughs> she was brought up on the original series and yeah Captain Kirk is her captain.
0: Okay, I was going to say I I'm more of a Picard guy, but, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh so so uh, Star Trek and CBS came to you all. Yes. And uh so
1: um you know they had sort of a uh idea of what they wanted. Um and then we we kind of took it from there. Um you know, they were responsible for uh, stuff like can design and and uh, distributing it, but yeah, we we had the honor of uh, brewing one of the Star Trek beers, which was uh, pretty neat. But uh, we we since turned that over to a uh, a brewery in uh, Canada is brewing it now. Okay. Um, we we just got so busy with our own stuff that uh, couldn't really do the, the contract brewing. So, sure. um But yeah, it was fun. It was
0: fun to do. Um. I mean, no, no offense by this by by any means at all. But how, how did you all get chosen for that? Were there was there any kind of connection there with, with CBS? or did um, they just we, did they know about you?
1: Yeah, they. Well, it was part that. I mean, I, I think uh, the robot theme helped. You know, sure. Um, we we also knew somebody that knew somebody that knew somebody. You know, that they kind of brought up our name ah. to them as well. Um, and you know, they were looking for breweries. Uh, was, was a good idea for us, you know. Then, um, but as our brand got bigger and more people knew about us, uh, we didn't have that firm space anymore to to really keep doing it. So, um, you know, that that's kind of how that
0: happens. Sure has Has your facility been through um, any major changes since when when you first opened? As far as you know, what what you're able to produce and, and the equipment that you're using. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean. Um, Mainly, it's just been adding tank space. Um, so we've we've added. Uh, let's see. I think at this point we're at um, eight more fermenters, uh, another bright tank. Um, we've already upgraded our centrifuge. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's mainly been upgrading and adding adding space as we've grown bigger.
0: Okay. Now you just talked about how your facility has changed. Have you seen Evansville change of like any, any significance uh, while you've been there in the last, uh, I guess, four years now?
1: Yeah. Well, we're going on our fourth. Um, November will be our fourth anniversary. Um, Yeah. I mean, we've definitely seen uh, the craft beer um, culture, uh, you know, flourish a little more than what it had been. Um, We, we have, There's another production brewery now in Evansville. Um, Another uh, nano-brewery is scheduled to open very soon. Um, So, I mean, we're not anywhere close to Indianapolis, yet, you know, our our capital. Sure. Uh, When you think of, you know, per capita people, how many breweries we have. Um, But we are, as a city, um, embracing local beer a little more, uh, which is what we wanted, I mean, that's. Kind
0: of what I set out to do. Yeah. Um, if you um, actually, I'm, I'm going I'm to I'm go into this a little bit because I, I just learned about this maybe 30 minutes ago, and, and it's been bugging me since I started, since we started the interview. Um, what are brain sandwiches?
1: What are brain sandwiches?
0: Yeah. Uh, well. Because um, I, I heard that's an Evansville thing, but I, I had never heard of it before.
1: it's uh yeah it's it's uh i'm not a fan uh personally but um yeah it is kind of a big deal here in evansville um it's a it's a fried brain
0: Um, it's a a fried brain
1: brain. yeah uh it it kind of tastes like uh to me it kind of tastes like eggs um like greasy eggs on a on a bun but uh yeah it's it's fried
0: pig brain. Fried pig brain on a bun. Yep. Mm. Yep. D- Does that pair well with anything? What's that? Does that pair well with anything?
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, it, it, if I were gonna pair something with it, I would probably pair uh, rivet or Irish red. Um, do, you, do you serve it in, in your restaurant? Uh, no, no, <laughs> we don't. We don't make that in our tasting room. Um, there's, there's there's some places in Evansville that are pretty well known for it. Uh, um, Hilltop Inn is kind of like uh, almost you know known throughout the United States by people that know what brain sandwiches are.
0: That's that's the place that's, to go. So if so if you want a brain sandwich, you go to you go to Hilltop, Hilltop Inn. Yeah, Hilltop Inn. That's uh that's that's good to know, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I'm okay. It's, it's, a lot of people like
1: it. It's not for me, yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah. Um, you at least
0: have to try it once. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I'll do that, and, uh, and uh, when I visit you all, and, and try uh, to pair it with uh, Ribbit. Um, now, if you could pick one, you know, you can only pick one. Would you rather serve in a tap room only, or would you only distribute to shelves?
1: Um, I think I would pick. Uh, I would distribute. Okay. Why? Um, I uh, like that creative process of you know designing the cans as well, mm-hmm. um, and, and the packaging that goes behind distributing. Um, I'm not so fond of the actual distribution part of it. We we let our distributor do that. We you know we started out self distributing and. Uh, um, you know there's a reason why there's distributors they, they have the resources and the know how to do that um, but the creative process behind uh, you know making a label and and you know that's just so much fun I would hate to give that up
0: yeah well I, th- there might there might still be ways to do that I mean you can you could always do uh, in-house bottles or anything like that maybe um what what distributor do you use in Indiana uh world cl- uh, class Oh okay, so that, that's the the craft beer side of Monarch. Yes yep. okay okay, very cool. Um, do you have any plans for the future as far as maybe new beers go? any any kind of events that you want to talk about? Um,
1: as far as new beers go, uh, we've been doing um, quite a few collabs uh, really? this this year. Um, we just did uh, a beer called Ego Crusher. Um, which is a, uh, triple box, um, uh, kind of a made up style, um, like a stronger version <laughs> it's, it's of
0: a, a doppelbock. double yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but that was a collab, uh, with some local artists, uh, cast one and figure, um, uh, that we did, um, and just released that, uh, last week. So, um, should be, uh, showing up on shelves real soon. Uh-huh. Um, we're also, uh, you know, this is um, beer festival season, uh, being the summertime, so um, we're trying to um, bring. You know, Swerka, uh is a uh, organization here in Evansville that puts on a pretty big beer festival. Um, we've kind of thrown our support behind uh, Swerka to try to uh, make that the you know premier beer festival in Southern Indiana. Um, you know, Evansville down here at the bottom we kind of get forgotten about mm-hmm. um, there's there's tons of stuff to do in Indianapolis as far as beer festivals go uh, and then not so much down here so um, we're trying to you know kind of throw our weight behind Swerka and uh, get get people to um, really see that as the southern Indiana's beer festival um, what is Swerka? World, world Class is helping us out on that they're, they're uh, sponsoring it as well so um should be a good time this year
0: yeah it sounds like it can you can you tell us what swerka is
1: uh yes i uh always forget uh what it stands for oh, okay yeah, well, i'm gonna go use my cheat sheet here sure. um they are uh they're an organization that helps aging um
0: uh people um uh it's uh let's see so it's just a, like elderly a, care service
1: yeah, it's like an elderly care service. Okay. Um, and, they,
0: and they put on a brew fest, huh? Yeah. Yep. Wow, that's cool. Um,
1: and it's been going on for uh, a little while now. Um, they moved it to Bossy uh, Field, I think it was last year or the year before, um, which is just the perfect setting for it to, um, you actually get to go out on, uh, on one of the oldest, baseball fields in the United
0: States. Yeah, I think it's it's, some the, beer. it's the third oldest behind uh, Wrigley and um, oh, what's the other one? I don't know. Yeah, I think I think it's about the third oldest.
1: Yeah, it's the third oldest. Hmm. Okay.
0: That, that, yeah, that sounds like a good event. Do you have any uh, do you have any plans uh, for American Craft Beer Week? Yes, uh,
1: we're we're teaming up uh, with uh, some of our neighboring breweries um, to do kind of uh, some unique beers. Um, throughout the week Um, we've done a collaboration uh, with Taroni's, um, just a a small batch collaboration Um, we've also done one with the uh, um, new nano brewery that's opening up in Evansville um, Evansville Brewhouse Um, and then we did a big batch uh, of a um, Imperial Red um, called Olympus Mond uh, with Basket Case Brewing and Jasper and uh, Taroni's here in Evansville. Um, so uh, that was a lot of fun, uh, we actually brewed that on our big system here, on the mash filter system. Hmm. Um, so it was fun for them to actually get to brew on our, on our system.
0: Yeah, I've, I've always wondered what it would be like uh, for another brewery to use another, uh, another brewery's system. It must be somewhat of a surreal experience, especially if, you know, one maybe looks up to the other one a little bit more.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah uh, a lot of times when we do collabs with other, other breweries, they want to do them here just because they, you know, they're on a traditional mash lotter system and, and we have something kind of unique. So yeah. it's, it's fun for them to come here and, and uh,
0: experience what it's like to brew on a mash filter. Yeah, All right. Well, uh, I, n- I know you're pretty busy, so just one last question for you. Um, sure. If I, if I wanted to visit your brewery, what, what hours and what days can I go? Uh, we're open
1: um, every day of the week. Um we open at eleven. Um the weeknights we close at eleven. Um Sunday we're open till nine.
0: Okay. Uh, do you have any tours? Yeah,
1: we do tours on Saturday. Uh we start those at uh two and we run them till five on the hour. Okay. And they're free, so
0: Ooh, free tours. Any any uh, any tastings with that?
1: Um no uh trivia kind of thing to give away like a, okay. a pint glass or something
0: like that yeah I gotcha alright well hey Nick I really appreciate your time and to, to uh, come on and uh, help me learn a little bit more about Tin Man no problem alright man take it easy you too we've come a long, long way together through the hard times and the good I have to celebrate you baby
1: to praise you like I should.